Welcome to the Preserving Family podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to equip you to gain insight, information, and inspiration to help you protect, teach, and guide your family during these turbulent times. Our goal is to provide tools and resources to help you strengthen and preserve your own marriages and families. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Mark and Janie Ogletree. Well, this is part two of our podcast today with, with Natalie Lewis. And Natalie, we're so, thank you so much for coming back. So grateful to have you again. It was so awesome last time. And I'm looking forward to today what you're going to share with us. Well, it's a pleasure to be back again. And you know that I'm a big supporter of what you guys do here with Preserving Families and definitely something we need to keep in our focus. Yeah. Well, once again, thank you. And here we go. Well, I know that, you know, Natalie, you've spent a lot of time in your life with teenagers. And we know that uh, there's such a struggle and such a fight today for identity. And I've heard you talk about identity a lot. And I love your statement that all motivation is rooted in identity. I love that. Will you teach us? I want to hear what you have to say about this idea of where motivation comes from. This is kind of a new idea. Yeah. Well, motivation, we often think oh, I'm just, I can't get myself motivated to do that thing. We set goals. We set these big things we're trying to strive to achieve. And we never revamp what that looks like in terms of our identity. And then we sit there and we blame ourselves. Oh, I don't have enough willpower. I don't have enough motivation. And I'll give the example. My my son's a great example of this. He, in the fre- his freshman year, he came in and he wanted to be varsity wrestler. Yeah. And we set, we didn't, we didn't set goals. We set an identity. I am a varsity wrestler. And he dialed into that. I said, if you are a varsity wrestler, bud, what does that look like? Yeah. He's like, oh man, I, I'm going to work harder than everybody else. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to show up to practice. And he's fired (laughs) up, right? Because of what his identity as a varsity wrestler meant to him. Right. So what did he do? Because that was his identity. He got up early. He showed up to practice. He was pushing. He was grinding. He was, he was in, all in. And so what was the outcome? He became a varsity wrestler. Well, fast forward, and he had a great season, by the way. Fast forward to his sophomore year. Hmm. He doesn't have any kind of vision for what he wants to be. Right. He's already a varsity wrestler. So what does that leave him with? There's no vision. There's no identity. There's nothing attached to something in the future. So... I'm dragging his hind parts out of bed every day to get to practice. And I'm trying to, oh my gosh, buddy, you have practice right now. You're late. It was constantly reminding him that he had practice, that he had stuff. Getting him to just work and work hard was painful. He had not a good season. And by the end of the season, he was like, mom, that was terrible. Like Mm. I hated this season. I said, what was the difference? He said, I didn't have anything I was shooting for. I didn't have anything I I was trying to reach. And I said, was it something you were trying to reach or the person you were? Because mm. the Stratton that showed up your freshman year is not the Stratton that showed up your sophomore year. were not even the same person. You owned wow. an identity last year. And this year, what, what identity did you own exactly? Right. And he was like, I don't know. I was just wow. on the team. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the guy that's just on the team? What does he mm. do? Mm. He shows up when he thinks he's supposed to. Like he's maybe just, he's, he's just there. He's participating. <laughs> you know, he's getting the, you know, everybody gets a participation trophy award for the year. I mean, what is that guy? So then his junior year comes around. Right. And he said, well, I'm not having a year like my sophomore year. And I said, well, it wasn't the year. So who are you? Who is showing up your junior? And he said, you know what? I am going to be one of the hardest workers on this. I am going to be a state champion. Wow. And that's the identity he took into the season. I'm a state champion. He said, okay, what is a state championship? 
what does a state champion wrestler look like? Yeah. How's that person show up? Oh, man, oh, that that person. He goes to bed at nine. He cares about what he eats. He's showing up to practice. He's outworking everybody at practice. He's putting in time in the off season. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, Amen. so then how did he show up to season? Putting in time in the off season, starting to pay attention to what he eats, starting to go to bed at night, starting to show up to practice. I'm not dragging him out. He knows exactly where he's supposed to be, when he's supposed to be there. And because his he was a state champion, right? Like, not because he had already achieved that, but because I am a state champion and owning that identity allows us to show up. Yeah. And it roots us into a motivation, a motivation of who we truly are. And it works in every aspect of life. Like, I, I show up as a mother. Right. And as a mother, I have a choice. I can show up as a mom. I am a mother. And what does that mean? Well, if my observations tag into what my mom was, then I'm up early in the morning. I'm making oatmeal and forcing my children to eat it whether they like it or not, right? <laughs> right. I am I'm ironing soccer jerseys, which who does that, right? But my mom did. I'm oh, making wow. this. I'm doing this. We have these definitions of things that we observe that we're like, well, I don't. I mean, that's not who I am, though. So then if that's not who I am, but that's what I observe a mother to be, where's my motivation? Yeah. Where's right. my motivation to be there if I, 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 I'm in direct conflict with my own identity? Hmm. Not the kind of mom I am. So does that mean I'm not a mom? I'm not a good mom? And right. we watch mothers go through this cycle, mom guilt and shame all day long. Why? Because their identity is rooted in this definition of motherhood that comes from who the heck knows where. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what a real mom is. When right. I look back on all those days with my mom, I don't look back and think about, I, we joke about the oatmeal and we joke about the soccer jersey, but when we talk about who my mom is to me, my mom was an example of a woman who loved her Savior, Jesus Christ, and taught me to do the same. Wow. My mom was somebody who worked hard and taught me how to work hard. Mm. It was the character of my mom that mothered me. It wasn't that. the food and the, and the rides and the laundry so when we look at that and say, okay, who are you and what is your character as a woman and how does that teach your children? Well, then I'm no longer a mom. I'm an unstoppable woman of God and a mother of three boys and one girl. Right. Amen. And I can own that because <laughs> now my now my motivation is rooted in that identity. Right. What does that look like? President Nelson gave a beautiful talk called A Plea to Our Sisters years and years ago, and he said what kind of women of God we need. Hmm. And he, he said, we need women who are organized and women who can organize. We need women who speak for truth. We need women who can teach, who can, who can lead, who can guide. And when you really look at that and say, okay, I can, I can be that in my home. Right. Guess what he didn't say? We need women who can do laundry <laughs> and iron soccer jerseys and wake up and make oatmeal for their kids. Like right. he didn't say that. It's the character. And when we can really identify with who we are as a person and bring that to the party in every part, then I can show up as that unstoppable woman of God as a wife and as a business owner and as someone who works with people all day long and to my children. And what does that mean? It means that I don't have to be stopped. Why? Because I co-parent with my Heavenly Father. I am a co-spouse with my spouse and with my Heavenly Father. I bring him into the journey in everything that I do. Where is my motivation rooted? In him who created me and made me capable of anything that I choose to do. 
And where that is my motivation, I can do anything. I can put up with the wrestling matches during Come Follow Me at night. I can handle the messy kitchen <laughs> that erupts during lunchtime when all the high school boys show up at my house. Right. I can handle the late night phone call from the college daughter who needs to vent and talk to mom. We can handle so much more and be so much more readily available to just show up in our own lives when we own an identity that's true to who we are. And that is not just something that's thrown out there, but something we intentionally claim, own it, and act accordingly. I love it. And I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing my daughters right now cheering and, and doing a, giving you a standing ovation as they, as they listen to this. This is great, Natalie. So how do, you, how do you align then goals with this idea of identity then? Because it feels like the identity is is your is the motivation that drives you. How would you how would you reconcile those two ideas of of goal setting versus knowing who we are? Well, for me personally, I'm not a big fan of the term goal setting because right. I think it has a negative connotation out there. But the concept is the same, right. and the idea is that all of us need to have something we're striving to attain and to become and right. to become. And that goal, that ultimate kind of perspective, actually helps to unlock my identity. And those two things need to be in perfect alignment. Right. What do I want to achieve in my life? I want to have a home where my children feel loved, where my spouse and I can work together to raise those kids, where the gospel is a part of our home. If that's my big objective, my goal, and my identity is to be this mother of three boys and one girl and this unstoppable force with an unstoppable woman of God, and that's my identity... How do those two things align? Well, they align in the way that I feel. They align in the fact that that allows me to feel empowered, partnered with my Heavenly Father to bring that thing to fruition. Yeah. So how do I behave? It's just mm. like with my son. If you go back to the wrestling story, right? He first had to have that, that kind of that, that vision, that goal. I want to be a state champion. Then he could align that with his identity. That state, I am, I a, am state a state champion. champion. Yeah. yeah, and if I am a state champion, what does that feel like? Oh man, I can just picture what it looks like to be under the lights and be in the center mat and mm. going for it. Like just exerting all strength and force to take that thing to the finals. Yeah. Good. Then what do you? How does that look like? What's the actions that start to come from that? What do I have? And what this is where your son's do? in the gym, yeah. six o'clock in the morning or earlier. Well, and this and this changed things for me really dramatically because I was one of those people who would have identified, if you would, as somebody who doesn't like to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and the idea of just waking up, what was my observation of that? Good heavens. Like my definition <laughs> of that was mom's turning on the lights on me when I don't want to be up. I'm getting up earlier than I want to, which is forcing me to practice the piano and I don't want to practice the piano. And then I got to eat my oatmeal. I don't want to eat right. The, all the things like, I don't want to get up in the morning. Right. So I had a hard time getting up in the morning until I shifted this idea of my focus changed this latched onto this identity of who I wanted to be. And then I thought, you know what, to be that person, that person starts every day with their Heavenly Father. Yeah. They don't just hope he shows up somewhere midday. They start every day with their, their Heavenly Father. And I realized I can't start my day with my Heavenly Father if I don't get out of bed. If I'm rushing, if I hit the snooze button three times and then I'm rushing trying to get the kids here and there and everywhere and I'm trying to figure this out and figure this out, Scripture said it doesn't happen. Prayer doesn't happen. Right. It happens late at night when I'm half asleep and it's a half-hearted effort and I knew it and I knew that he knew it. Right. <laughs> and owning that identity, part of me was like, you know what? 
I'm going to get out of bed in the morning and I'm not going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to have an appointment on my calendar. I'm going to set an alarm because I don't like alarms. I'm going to have an appointment on my calendar to start my day every day with my Heavenly Father. Hmm. So my empowerment appointment on my calendar every morning has a notification to wake me up so that I don't miss my morning appointment with my Heavenly Father. And that morning appointment with my Heavenly Father allows me to pray and to study. And what do I pray and study? I study the things that I can teach my kids later in the day, which makes which makes me that unstoppable mom. And I learn things about myself, which makes me an unstoppable wife. Yeah. And I learn things to teach to others, which makes me an unstoppable person in the things that I want to do, which is to effectively teach others. And so we take that identity in, and where's all that motivation? to get up in the morning. It wasn't by an alarm clock and it wasn't by the idea of get up in the morning. It was rooted in the identity of who I wanted to be and the actions that were required to get me there. And now waking up in the morning isn't something that's difficult for me at all. Matter of fact, I can't have a day where I don't do it. Right. And it's not because I enjoy getting up in the morning or waking up. (laughs) It's because I now know what it feels like to live each day with him as my partner. And that's not negotiable anymore. Right. So I won't miss that appointment. And I, and I love that. And I love that because when God is our partner, we're not going to fail. Well, Nat, that is so, thank you for sharing that. I, I want to end today in a way that I think will tie everything together. I think you can talk about focus, identity, and everything you've talked about. I loved your gopher girl story. I thought it just brings everything that you've talked about today together so perfectly. Yeah, I had a an internship where I had the opportunity to go and follow around this woman who was, she was a keynote speaker. Yeah. And that was something that I always thought I wanted to do was to be a, a keynote speaker. But I was this woman's gopher girl. I go for coffee, go for bananas, <laughs> go for temperature, go for hotels, flights, you name it. So I was just, if she needed it, I went and got it. And that was pretty much the height of my job. It was yeah. not it was not a rewarding job. <laughs> but I got to watch her speak over and over again. And she didn't give me any time or attention other than to correct me on whether I got overly ripe bananas or not. Right? Right. Like this yeah. is our entirety of our relationship. That was your relationship, yeah. yeah. Well, so we get to an event and we're in New York City and there's a storm. And the power goes out and they've got a backup generator going on. But we get stuck backstage together in the green room. And we're sitting in this room and she looks at me and and she looks right at me. She goes, so what are you doing here? And I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, I've worked for this woman for three months. She doesn't even know who I am. (laughs) I'm like, I'm the person getting your flights, your hotels and your blasted bananas. How do you not know who I am? Right. And she she said, no. She's like, look, no, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Yeah. I was like, well, this is my internship. And I get she's like, no, no. Why are you here? And she just kept grilling me. Finally, she just get all up in my face. And finally, I was like, look, I want to, I, because I want to be you one day. Like, this is what I want. I want to be on that stage. I want to be the one speaking, not getting the coffee. Yeah. And she goes, well, why did you just say that? I was thinking, well, I, because, I mean, I don't know. How do you just become a keynote speaker? And she looks right at me. And she said, the how is none of your dang business. Ugh. She said, you want to be a keynote speaker? You first become the woman that deserves to be on that stage and the stages of the world will show up for you. Wow. And I just sat there looking at her thinking, what does that even mean? And I was like, (laughs) but how? She goes, the how is none of your business. Get out of God's way and let him do his thing. Your job is to become the person worthy of the stage. And she had me doing all kinds of things. She had me 
If she's like, you want to be a published author, then that means you start writing right now. Act yeah. like it. You want to speak on stages? Start practicing what you'd talk if you ever did take the stage. Act like it. So you become oh, wow. that person and things will show up for you. And as you mentioned, like focus and identity and anxiety and how it all ties into this, this was the perfect epitome right. and is to this day the perfect epitome. The how is not your business. If you will shift your focus, if you will own the identity, if you'll know what you want and how that's in alignment with who you are, and you'll just start acting like it. When you start showing up for your own life yes, with the focus of what you will become, the how is not your business. Get out of the way. Let God do his thing. I love that. And let it happen. And the same thing is true with the way that we deal with anxiety. Having those emotional responses, the same thing works. Put yourself out there. Have a, have a dream. Have something that you want to go accomplish. Put that in alignment with who you are. Shift your focus and get out of the way and go make it happen. It works all the way across the board. Focus can shift emotions. Right. Emotions will impact anxiety. And identity will change and root your motivation and allow you to become the person that you were meant to become. Oh, I love that. And then something else happened in that story that I remember where you got your big break. I did get my big big break based on her having a problematic moment. (laughs) She didn't make it to one of our events that was literally only like three months later. But I had been practicing. I'd been reading my, I'd been coming up with my stories and looking in the mirror and doing my thing and Yes. Three months later, roughly, she had a flight that didn't come in. The event person was absolutely freaking out. We don't have a keynote speaker. He said, what are we going to do? I said, I will do it. And he goes, are you a keynote speaker? I said, yes, I am. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm taking that stage for the first time ever. Mm. But I delivered. And I delivered because I was ready. And that but, was part of your identity. And that right? was part of my identity. I, that's who I was. I could stand on that stage and deliver. And if I had not owned it, if I hadn't focused on it, if it hadn't been something that I was unwilling to do, I would have never had that opportunity. And the crazy part about that opportunity is there was a gentleman in the audience and he came up after he said, have you ever written in the, any of those stories down? I said, no. And I was thinking to myself, you have no idea, but that's the first time I've delivered those <laughs> stories, right? And he said, well, I own a publishing company. And if you'd mm. be willing to write your stories, I'd be willing to publish your book. Yeah. And I ended up having a book published, my first keynote event all come and i could not have written that down i could not have created that plan i had to get out of the way and let god do his thing my job was to own who i was have that goal or that dream whatever you want to call it make it in alignment with who i was and allow that to drive my behavior so that i could truly become who i was meant to become and just get out of his way right let him handle the how Trusting, trusting in him and taking those first steps forward into the darkness a little bit. And uh, I love what you're saying. Is I, I love that verse in the Old Testament to stand still and see the f- salvation of God. And I often think of that in our own lives, lives of stand still and watch what I will do with you, right? So, Natalie, it's been so awesome having you today. Thank you so much for being willing to come over and be here and just share these incredible words of wisdom. And I I know that a lot of people will benefit from what you've said today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. We'll have to do it again. Absolutely. Some of the things that you've shared, I don't know if I'll ever forget, especially this concept that all motivation is rooted in identity. That was such an insight for me. And also the idea to become the person worthy of the stage. Whatever 
whatever your dreams are, whatever your ideals are, whatever you're hoping for, become the person worthy of that and let the Lord do the rest. Let him figure out the how and how to make these miracles happen in our lives. But let's become that person who is worthy to do blank, whatever that is for you. And by the way, the book that Natalie talked about, What Are You Worth? You can find it right on Amazon. So super cool as she shared that experience. And then there's the book. Anyway, regarding let's do something, I think this one's up to you. Whatever you feel inspired to do, whatever spoke to your soul in this podcast, I would encourage you to write that down and then find ways to act on that and that uh, those uh, feelings and move forward. Thank you so much for being with us today. We look forward to being with you again next time. Thanks for joining us. Feel free to share this podcast with anyone that you think could be inspired by these words from Natalie Lewis. Have a wonderful week.